0: Your weekly fix on finance and investing. This is the Corlin Economics Report.
1: Okay, back uh, back chatting with Dr. Charles Page, author of many, many books. The one I'm looking at right now, which holds a place of honor on my desk, is entitled A Spoonful of Courage uh, for the Sick and Suffering. I want to talk a little bit about the personal decision that's involved in the COVID situation. I have been told by medical doctors um specifically at the Dialysis Institute, that, Al, you really ought to get the uh, immunization because of Kathy. Uh, The alternative, if you get sick, of course, is terrible. But the fact of the matter is, you know, you've got a very, very, very serious situation on our hands. We kind of recommend that you take a chance and go ahead and get the vaccine. And I believe, Kathy, just because of... uh, the policies at the uh, DeVita Dialysis Center is probably going to have to take it also. Uh, It is a very personal decision. Would I take it if I wasn't married to the little blonde lady? No, I don't think I would. I agree with Dr. Ron Paul. I mean, you know, I also agree, seriously, because I know a lot about the statistics surrounding COVID. I'm not sure that immunization is really necessary at this moment in time. I think common sense is very necessary. How about you, Chuck? What do you think?
0: Well, first of all, I took the vaccine, um, and you know, as a healthcare provider, I'm exposed to COVID every day. Right. And um, you know, there's a lot of things you have to put into that equation. I mean, I think first of all, as you mentioned, it is a personal decision. I don't think anybody can make you take the vaccine, and so you have to weigh the risk and benefits, and that's the whole kind of that's the whole process that you have to go through. Like, for example, for you. As a caregiver taking care of your wife, if you get sick, it, you know it brings a whole different dynamic not only for you but in, for your wife. And That's so right. you have to you have to put all those things in your equation. For me, I have six employees. I have you know seven family members. I have a father who's 80 who's at high risk, and so. For I felt like it was the right thing. i tell you what was more scary for me. I had three hospital administrators calling me, wanting to give me the vaccine. I'm not worried about the vaccine. I was worried about the administrators and what they were going to put in, <laughs> put in it. It probably took the out of me, you know. So, you know, for doctors, we kind of have, I think I'm going to go out and die in the woods if I get sick because there's a lot of nurses that want to get a hold of me. But but honestly, you got to think about all these things. you got to weigh the risk and benefits. I mean, you know, there's a lot of conspiracy theories going around. And, and after studying those conspiracy theories, I don't think there's a lot of science with those. There's a lot of myth. First of all, this is an mRNA virus, and it, is, it, is not, it does not incorporate into your DNA, into your genome. That would be like the one in a million kind of jumping gene kind of exception if that were to happen. What this mRNA does, there's a process called transcription and translation, where in the cytoplasm of the cell, this mRNA, it's a precursor to the protein. Yeah. And it goes in in your body. Your ribosomes make, take the mRNA and make the protein. And then your body distinguishes it as foreign and develops the immune response. And that's the difference with this vaccine. The only difference is the precursor to the protein. What we've always done in the past is we've always just developed the protein and then injected the protein but this was a faster way of doing it, and that's one of the reasons why the vaccine came out so much quicker. But, you know, so, so that, that fallacy that, you know, the, the, the RNA is going to somehow get into your genome and cause infertility or be chimeric or whatever is really there's not a lot of science behind that. The other, the other concern is that, you know, possibly some of the hydrocolloid that's used, I mean, they're going to use this to trace you and whatever, I mean, to be honest with you, I know I'm a little bit uh, skeptical, but I believe they're already tracing us with our cell phones. So, you know, if you really want to, if you really want to kind of, you know, start being paranoid, turn your cell cell phone off and turn your media off, and I think you'll be better off. But I don't think there's that kind of technology out there. If you think about the metals in your body that we already have, you know, the iron in our body, it's going to be really hard for them to be able to trace this, and I don't think they have the technology to do that. Um, So, you know, it's one of those things you have to weigh the risk and benefits. There are some risks. I mean, you know, we're seeing some people that are having some seizures and people that are having kind of a Bell's palsy type phenomenon, but those are very rare. Most people have kind of flu-like symptoms. I really haven't had any symptoms at all except for some arm pain, and so, you know, I think if you're high-risk, you know, if you're the age of 70, 80 years old, and if you have other medical problems or if you're a caregiver, you need to weigh all those things into the equation, you know, because we know that, you know, half of the deaths, half of the mortality is people that are age 80. And so, you know, if you're getting to be that age, you, you may want to consider that. I mean, that doesn't mean, I mean, there are exceptions. There are people that are 90 years old that get the virus and they don't have any problems. Right. That's the whole uncertainty with this. And so, do you really want to roll the dice? You know, I really think if you're weighing the risk and the benefits and you really studied, you know, I think you're going to realize that the benefits are going to outweigh the risk for most people. There's other people that don't need to take it at all. If you're young and healthy, don't take it.
1: You know, the comment that I would make is I think what, what my friends uh, who are my listeners, uh, I think what what concerns them more than anything else, and, you know, we'll get comments on this. You know, Larry, give me your comments for sure, all of you guys. Uh, I want to say I think the thing that bothers our listeners more than anything else is the fact that the government could step in and say, you know, baby, if you don't take the uh, immunization uh you can't go out in public. You can't go to movie theaters. You can't get on airplanes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I would hate to see that kind of government control.
0: Well, and and you're right, and we all have that kind of fear, and and, and I agree. I mean that that is a possibility. Yep. We have to, uh, you know, we have to protect our freedoms. I mean, and and that's one of the things, you know, that I think, you know, is happening in some places, and we have to. You know, we have to be diligent about, uh, you know, standing up. I mean, in, in so many ways now, because if we don't, um, you know, we're not going to, you know, they're going to take our freedoms away.
1: You know, I got to, of course, And I wanted to just say one other thing. We've got about a minute here, Chuck, but I don't like the attitude of politicians today, in, in most cases. I was watching Joe Biden last night on the news. He was very, very angry. Um uh, you know, Trump was totally unconciliatory when he was in office. And I th- I've, I've told our listeners before, I think that's a terrible mistake. You know, the old simple adage, you can attract more bees with honey than you can with anything else, I think is something that people absolutely need to realize. Ladies and gentlemen, all the questions you want for Chuck uh, that doesn't put him in any legal liability please let us know remember one thing chuck is a good friend he's a good man he has more in common with any of you than you might even come close to imagining uh he is a believer in jesus as i am we also both are firmly convinced that uh judeo law is an important thing to follow for jews also uh and having said everything like that Just, you know, I have welcomed Chuck with open arms to this show. He's going to be a major part of it. And you know why? Because he is a good guy. Going to be right back with some opinions on 2020.
0: To find out more about today's guests, visit us on the web at www.kereport.com. You're listening to the Corlin Economics Report. We'll be back in a moment.